Our scripture passage for today comes from Galatians chapter 3, 1 through 14, as we continue in our study of the book of Galatians. Paul says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Just as Abraham believed God and was counted to him as righteousness, know, that, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law, and then do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith, rather the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised Spirit through faith. Thus says the Word of God. Did you hear about uh, Ole and Schwinn? Now, what you're supposed to do is say, no, what about Ole and Schwinn? Okay, no, okay, that's it, no. See, preaching is interactive. Worship is interactive. And so that's why they say hallelujahs and praise the Lord, you know, preach it, brother uh, or sister, um, because you're supposed to be participating so we know you're listening. Okay, did you hear about Ole and Schwinn? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> oh, well. Warmed you up. That's what we need to do. Both Oli and Sven needed some money. And so they went to the bank to get a loan. Sven went in first and asked for $10,000. The bank manager said, well, Sven, what do you do for a living? Sven says, well, I'm a pilot. Well, said the bank manager, that's a good occupation. I'll give you the $10,000. Sven walked out with a big smile on his face, and Ole went in right after him. Ole said, I'd like $10,000. The bank manager says, well, what do you do for a living? Ole says, well, I'm a lumberjack. Well, the bank manager said, I, I can't give $10,000 to a lumberjack. And Ole says, well, what's the deal with that? He said, if I don't cut the wood, Sven can't pile it. Come on, really. You know, it's going to be bad enough that the PC police will come by Monday, you know. At least you give me some humor here. Jesus said in John 15, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, 
you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Not a little bit, not a little of something. Apart from Jesus Christ, you can do nothing. You know, just as a branch that is attached, or I should say not attached to a vine, is dead, so when we as people are not attached to Jesus Christ, we are spiritually dead. And we can do nothing that will please God. I don't care how many good works people think they're doing. If you're not doing through the power, the love of Jesus Christ through his Holy Spirit, you're not pleasing God. You're not doing God's work. And I know that's hard for people to understand, but that's what Jesus Christ is saying. You see, we live in a world that stresses performance and achievement. And we're told from the time that we are little that we have to perform and able enable that we um, can somehow achieve in ourselves and those around us, and even God can be pleased with us. It's all about our performance, our achievement. That's how we gain recognition. That's how we find ourselves to be pleasing to ourselves, to others, and to God. But the gospel says that that's not true. The gospel says we have to abandon that kind of thinking and trust solely in Jesus Christ and the gospel and to trust what Jesus Christ has done for us on our behalf, that we have to attach ourselves to that vine called Jesus Christ. Now, Paul is telling us that the Galatians initially believed that truth about Jesus. And then he said, but you become foolish because now suddenly you're trying to make yourselves acceptable to God by obeying the law. And you can't do it. But you see, trying to earn one's righteousness is simply the way that we seek to keep control of our lives. By performance and by achievement, we somehow think we can control our lives, we control God, because we're putting God somehow in our debt. And so we continue in a life that has begun since we were little children of performance and achievement. But righteous living results from believing God. It does not precede it. Righteous living results from believing God. It does not precede it. And Paul says, consider Abraham. In Abraham, we see a man who believed God and was credited to him as righteousness. He believed God and was credited to him as righteousness. Credited means to confer on someone something that was not there before. Righteousness. God gave a righteousness to Abraham that, quite frankly, Abraham didn't deserve. When the Bible tells us that God credits Abraham with righteousness, it means that God simply declared and treated Abraham is as if he were righteous, even though he wasn't. Because Abraham believed God. That truth flies in the face of every other world religion that teaches you that you have to first make yourself pleasing and acceptable to God before God will accept you. That's simply a lie. That's why only those who believe in Jesus are the children of faith. 
Only those who believe in Jesus are the children of faith. In fact, if you go to John 1.12, it says, And all of those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To have faith like Abraham is simply to believe God's word. Abraham believed God and was credited to him as righteousness. Now note here what it says. It doesn't say Abraham believed in God. Now, obviously you have to believe in God before you can believe God. But you see, you also can believe in God without believing God. And that is the problem that we suffer in our churches and the world today. We have a world full of people that say, oh, I believe in God, but they don't believe God's word. And that's what makes you righteous in God's eyes, believing God's word. You know, God's promises are never based or rest on our performance. You can't earn a promise. Abraham was childless with a 90-year-old barren wife. And yet God came to him, and he promised Abraham that through Sarah, his offspring would be more numerous than the stars in the sky. That promise of a child depended solely upon God, not in Abraham's performance, achievement, or goodness. Now, when Sarah and Abraham believed it was up to them to fulfill that promise through Hagar, they brought nothing but a boatload of problems in their life. And that's what happens when we try to fulfill God's promises. But when Abraham believed God, God did exactly what he promised Abraham. God opened the womb of a 90-year-old woman and she was impregnated by a hundred-year-old man. That's not something you see every day. That's what's called a miracle. That's what something God does when he promises. Every promise God has ever made in Scripture, he will bring to fulfillment. But we have to believe God's word and not try to answer God's promises through our goodness and responsibility and achievement. Abraham-like faith means to believe God's word is true and then go and live by it. To live by the law or your performance is to be under a curse. And a curse always has two aspects. It will either lead to profound anxiety and insecurity because you're never going to be sure that you're fulfilling all of God's wishes. You're not sure, you're never going to be sure that you're living up to all of God's standards. And what that's going to do, it's going to make you overly sensitive to criticism. Or the opposite of that is you'll begin to be boastful and prideful. But either way, you're never going to find true happiness, fulfillment, or contentment. The only way is to believe God's word and to live by it. So how does one escape the curse and enjoy this promised blessing? Paul quotes Deuteronomy 21. Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. In the Old Testament, when a person was executed, it was usually by stoning. And then what they would do is they'd take that body and they would hang it on a tree as a sign that that person was divinely rejected, that they had been under the curse of God. Now, Paul says, 
when Jesus Christ was hung on a tree, a cross, he redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in Jesus we might become the righteousness of God. Now just think about that. When you are in Christ Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. You are his beloved sons and daughters, perfect and holy in his sight, righteous in the sight of God through Jesus Christ. If you believe God's word, then on that cross, our sins and our curse were given and imputed to Jesus. And his righteousness, his blessing, and his spirit are given and imputed to us. You don't have to know how that works. You simply have to believe God's word. To believe God's word means to believe that God right now looks at you in the very same way that he looks at Jesus Christ. Because you're trusting in what Jesus Christ has done for you on that cross and not trusting in your goodness and your performance for your righteousness. To be foolish like the Galatians is to know this truth. And yet, to try to keep earning God's acceptance by your performance and achievements and to continue to experience the curse. We all choose to live by something in life, all of us, because we believe that something will give me happiness and fulfillment. That something will make me complete. You see, what you believe will determine how you live, every single person. That's a fact. What you believe will determine how you live. We all have a theology. Even atheists have a theology because theology is your understanding of God. Atheists' understanding of God is he doesn't exist. That's how they live their life. We all have a theology. And what you believe about God will determine how you live. And you will either live under a curse or you'll live under a blessing. The choice is yours. You choose how you live. You'll choose what you will live by. Will it be God's word or will it be your achievement and performance? God says in Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give you, this is a promise of the new covenant in Jesus Christ, by the way. I will give you a new heart and I will put my spirit in you and I will move you to keep my commands. God's promise, he'll do it for you if you believe his word. The power to change and to walk in the light of the gospel doesn't come from our performance but from the Spirit of God that we receive through faith in Jesus Christ. You can't earn or merit the Holy Spirit. You can't perform to get the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a free gift that comes to every single person that accepts Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord in their life. If Jesus Christ is Savior and Lord in your life, you have God's Spirit in you. And when you have God's Spirit, you have the power to live according to God's Word. That Holy Spirit is a gift that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. You know, the reality is that the law is attractive. 
Because, you know, we all like to know there's kind of measurable externals, to know that I'm doing something. And so the law gives us that opportunity to measure external results and achievements and to say, yeah, look at me. I feel that sense of accomplishment. But see, that also gives us something called pride. And pride always comes before the fall. But Paul says the entire Christian life is a life that is based on faith, not performance. At no time in your life can you ever say, thank you, Jesus, I'll take it from here. The Christian life begins by God's grace through faith, and it continues that very same way, and it never changes, never, ever, forever. We are to live our lives by faith through belief in God's Word, and He will answer every single promise in your life that He has ever made. Amen.